Welcome to PodQuesters, the show where a dice in the hand is worth 20 on the table. It was a two. It's worth two. I am your host, Andy Bisha, and joined with me, as always, is my wonderful sword-wielding wife, Sarah Bisha. How are you, honey? I'm good. Are you feeling stabby today? Yes, I am feeling a little stabby. A little stabby. I'm not going to irritate you then. That's a lie. I'm probably going to irritate her. Already done. I've already irritated chat, so. (laughs) Across the table is the man who wonders, why did I ever take this job? David Budzeski. How many times a week do you think that? Um, About you specifically? Yes. That's about right. What'd you roll? Would you like to know? <laughs> he rolled a nat 20. Next to him is the girl who hasn't realized that yet, Julie Klein. No. Julie, come on. Come on. You got to oh, be regretting no. this. Mm, no, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait till after the cameras are off to tell you how I really feel. Okay. And at the center of our world is Chet Moriades, the Dungeon Master. Hello. Chet. Everybody. What, what do you have in store for us today? Death. Uh, I was going to say that, but hopefully that's not the case. <laughs> All right. Um, but we shall find out. All right. Then take it away, buddy. Okay. So, let's see. You guys have found yourselves meeting an uh, old wraith that has kind of given you a proposition seemingly off the bat to help himself as well as yourself get through the rest of this cave unharmed, but then find out that the thing he wants you to destroy is actually controlled by him and seemingly is double-crossing you to your own death. Um, What a jerk. This guy kind of enters combat with you through the spectator itself, and the wraith seemingly disappears back through the floor. Um, so everyone, I don't know if we rolled initiative. We did. We did. We, we did. did. We did roll initiative. Right? Okay, Scotty, so then you're going to go first. Okay, is the spectator going to, is he aggressive? I mean, yes, you were fighting he, the He's spectator. fighting us. <sighs> he has said. Seraph, do you not want to fight this guy? I, because I, I honor Okay, so, your... so deep speech is actually in tongue, so they would have heard me speaking to this thing. But we wouldn't have understood him. But you wouldn't have understood me. So um, do you yeah, want to say something to, to us? <sighs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell all of you to be diligent. I can't in my right mind attack it because I know what's going on with it, and I, and I don't think it's fair. I think, I think the wraith is corrupting it, and I think that's unfair to the spectator. So you want us to do the dirty work? I don't want you to do dirty work, but I, I, I'm not going to tell you not to defend yourselves. Hmm. I understand that you have to be diligent, so I will I will do what I can on my side, but okay. you guys have to use your best judgment. So you told us that. Yes. Do you have a plan? I, yes, to an extent. I don't know how far he's been corrupted, but. So do we attack it or no? You we wait long enough, I'll just have him attack you. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, okay, all right. I'm gonna hopefully just take him out of his misery. But that's fine. Okay. Um, yep. So I'm going to step a little bit to the left or to okay. the north. And I'm going to use my sharpshooter skill. Nice. And hope that I can first hit him. 14. That's going to be a miss then. Okay. That's fine with me. Um, I'll stay right there. John's turn. I know. You could like stab it, and then it's like an olive on one of those little drink swords. (laughs) Oh, drink swords? He's quite large. I mean, he's definitely not tiny. Well, her sword is quite large. I guess it would possibly look proportionate then. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm gonna. Although you said it was a four-foot spherical diameter, it's quite large. So it for swords, three feet. Three and a half feet. Yeah. So not not quite long enough to go through. It wouldn't go all the way through them. Um, I'm going to step over there so I have a better line of sight and throw a dagger. Sixteen. That is a hit. Good roll. Four. Four damage, and he becomes wounded. 
with the first hit of the combat roll. Poor babe. Basically attacking like a attack dog, pretty much. Seraph, go for yeah. it. That's why I didn't I use know. Moonbeam, okay? I calmed down. <laughs> so I start I start talking to him in D speak again. I said, oh great spectator, what is what is your name so I may call you by your name? Oh, you're, you're taking one out of my playbook, huh? Okay, yeah. his Works. name's Harold. His name's Harold. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Oh great and muddy Harold. <laughs> You've been stuck here for so long. Your watch in this place has been over for centuries. Why do you stay? Um, so roll a um, deception check. Because it's going to believe that it hasn't necessarily been here for so long. It still believes that it's kind of like during the war. Um, so to you, it's deception. It would believe it's deception. So based on how roll well you roll there. Okay. 17. Okay, so he will think on what you're saying and realize, um, so long, I haven't, have I? What? Uh, it, I only have one true task here. I must complete it until I can go home. Your watch is over. You know this to be true. Uh, you spent your hundred years, you're free. Roll one persuasion with advantage because you do know what he is and what he could be doing should be doing I suppose yes. um, that was great so he heeds your warning and understands <laughs> he got what you're a five. saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, even with advantage you dropped a one by the way right um, and so it begins so he will say to you that he has been here for some time and realizes it to be true, knows that he's being forced to stay under Mormisk's, Mormisk's command, um, but is unable to relieve himself of duty. Like he's, he's, that, he's saying that to you, sorry. Like he's just mentally incapable of doing it? Yeah, like or? he can't do it. Even though he's understanding what you're saying and knowing what you're trying to tell him is true, uh, that he doesn't need to continue to fight here and, and guard this specific forge. Um, it's unable to. I'm gonna I'm gonna ready my shield and then let him be and tell him that I can't keep my friends from attacking you. I don't have as much power as you do in persuasion and controlling people's minds as you do. True. True, true. John threw a dagger at him, didn't really do much too too much damage. She hit him for four. Yeah. But as the dagger kind of sticks in his ball-like figure, he kind of turns over to you with one of his eyes. So he's got like all these different arms, if you remember. I was uh, really hoping I'd get a nat twenty, and I was going to hit him in an hit eye. Hit him in an eyeball. <laughs> just blind one of his four. He's got like no depth perception. Yeah. Um. So he's going to turn with one of these like tentacle arms to you, um, and like gaze, the one eye is going to gaze deeply into your uh, into yours. And let's see if anything happens or feels weird with you. Um, okay, so you made the save. Um, Sweet. So he looks at you with this one eye very, very intensely, um, and you feel as if like your mind is being attacked, like some really dark, horrible um, things you're afraid of, like flash uh, in your mind, but you kind of like shake it off and realize that it was nothing and you're okay. Okay. Um, cool. Heath, your turn. Okay, first off, I accidentally didn't put myself in the room. <laughs> yeah, I, re I think me, I remember that. If you want me to stay out here and just because of my stupidity. I would put you at the door. Okay. <laughs> that's I would fair. assume at least you were like kind of behind the door. I was like, hey guys, this is giant green monster. <laughs> like, I'm not even like Nope. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> Come back so later. I'm gonna do something. <laughs> okay. Party. I'm gonna I'm gonna head over to Mr. Mr. Eyestock Man. I'm gonna nice. pull out Mr. Stab. Oh boy. And I'm gonna set Mr. Stab on the ground. And I am going to say, okay, dude. I don't know exactly what's going on, cause. I'm, I'm pretty dumb, but what I do know is you are being deceived by the Wraith. 
we were deceived and told to come and defeat you. Um, but clearly, clearly, you are not the enemy. Your master is refusing to release you. He is the enemy. How would you know any of this? Do you speak? He's, he do said you it speak? at the beginning. No, he said it at the beginning. I would assume that Seraph kind of voiced at least okay. some well, of this. He did. He said, he said, yes, I'm telling it to the party. That's why okay. I asked that question. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I think I'm he trying, would be on the same page I'm trying that to you don't like want to attack just, stuff, maybe. But I'm trying to just show him, like, look, you know, I may not have all the knowledge he does, mm -hmm. but I can tell right from wrong. Um, I want to persuade him. Yep, so use use your perception there. Or persuasion, sorry. I will. Make you proud. Uh, do it with advantage, by the way. 13. <laughs> That's a 13. That's a hard 13 after dropping a 6. Um, so you go and lay your sword down in front mm -hmm. of him uh, as you kind of enter into this room. Spectator's a little confused by like, well, holy shit, how many are you? Uh, just walking in here. It doesn't seem to be too phased by your plea. Um, and raises both of its like eye tentacles in what looks to, like efforts to smack you. What, what do I have to do to prove that I'm being truthful? Tell me. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna, like, stop reasoning with it. As a DM, I'll tell you right now, stop reasoning with it. I look over at Seraph and I'm like, I tried. And I pick up Mr. Stab. It seems to him. not be doing anything. I picked up Mr. Stab and I cut it. Okay. I want to cut off its eye stalks. Oh, Jesus. Nat 20. Roll it. Good thing you picked your sword back up. Good. Damn. All right, Literally. anything else? Um, what is the result of me swiping at this well, at his eye stalks? He did specifically say he was gonna try and cut off all the eye stalks. Yeah, so one is focused on John. There's three others. Two on the bottom here are kind of like held back in position to like attack you as you kind of come right for it. Uh, you chop off the bottom left one. Okay, cool. And then I'm going to disengage over by John. Okie doke. And I'm going to end my turn. Scotty, your turn. All right, I'm going to attack with my crossbow. Okay. Um, try to aim for one of his eyes. Okay. Mm. Mm, not very good, I got a seven. Yeah, so since these eyes are a pretty small member of his body versus the giant large globe in the middle, <laughs> um, it's hard to hit and the arrow kind of like whoosh, whooshes past his arm as it's kind of like mid-float in the air. Mm, great. <laughs> good, good stuff. Yeah, great. Uh, great does Kali want to do anything? Um, no, she does not. Okay. John, go for it. Uh, I'm going to throw a javelin this time. Oh, javelin, getting larger, hmm? Oh boy. Eight. Javelin is a mess. Kai. Too heavy for you. <laughs> I'm proficient in javelins, I would just like to point out. I'm going to hide behind Heath. <laughs> okay. I'm, so like I'm cool with that. Okay, him, so the throw the javelin. thing is though, I'm just going to point out, I am, oh, is it naturally stealthy? Yeah. <laughs> and I can attempt to hide even when I'm obscured by a creature only one size larger than me. Cool. So I'm hiding. Hey, look, you, you clearly do more damage <laughs> than, than I do. I'm just good for, you know, picking rock, picking locks and bullshitting, so. Picking locks and throwing rocks. Throwing <laughs> <laughs> rocks, baby. Okay, uh, is that it, John? Yep. Seraph, go for it. I'm just pretty much going to tell him I can't keep my party from attacking you, and I'm afraid that your master is exploiting your past intellect for its own personal gain. Okay. It's sad to see that happen to such a magnificent creature. Mmm. Sucks for you. Yep. <laughs> but I'm still just going to ready my shield, and that's... Okay. In, in reaction to anything attacking you? Yep. Um... Okay, so spectator's turn. He's going to, so he has three eyes left. One which was looking at uh, John, and I guess now is technically in line with Heath. One was chopped off by Heath, bottom left. 
Seraph, you have one staring at you, and Scotty, you have one staring at you. Um, so the one eye that was looking at John, now looking at uh, Heath, is still looking over there, but slightly confused. Like, what? <laughs> I know this is a different human, but where did the other one go? Uh, or being. Uh, the top left eye is going to stare at Scotty. Um, similarly, with as it did with John, like really deep gaze. Um, let's see how that happens. Ooh, similarly, Scotty, uh, with John, as you have this eye staring deep into you, you feel almost like your body is like locking up tight and tighter. So instead of like, see you're not seeing hallucinations, but your body and muscles feel like they're kind of locking up tight. And then, um, only for a brief second though, and then your body relaxes back to a normal state. Ooh, uh, also, he's going to move uh, over to the back corner here, close to the door. Yeah. Heath, your turn. I want to target another eye stock. Okay. Uh, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go for it. Okie doke. Oh yeah, that'll do. All right. I that'll rolled a 17, and so I will roll damage, and that's 12 damage. Nice. A other eye stock also falls to the ground here, so you've chopped off both the bottom left and top left eyes. All right. And my turn? Oh, wait, uh, before I do, I Go. run back and disengage. Guard, disengage and guard Scotty. Or not Scotty, John. I mean, he still has a direct line of sight on me, but it's okay. Well, Scotty, your turn. now? Oh, no. <laughs> um, I think Carly this time is going to try to... No, you know what? She kind of senses something's going on. She doesn't want to be a part of it, so. <laughs> Fair. Um, she says, I'm done yeah. with this noise. I'm going to try my sharpshooter again. Go for it. Okay. And magic. Oh, well. Magic. Ooh. 18. There you go. Minus so that's a 13. So that's a uh, no, no, no. Um, minus three, because you have oh. two there instead oh. of four. So what are you talking about? 15? 15? That's a hit. That's a hit, yeah. Huzzah. Full damage. All right. Technically, things go unconscious before they die. Yeah. Um, could Sarah theoretically spare the dying, dying. but since it well, died, is, it ended know, that connection? If, if me re resurrecting it would sever the connection with his master and I become his new master. Well, I'm just going to say spare the dying only gives about one hit point. Right. <laughs> so true. it'd be easy to finish off if we need to. Yeah, sure. Go for it. I'm fine with that. I think it's worth it. a shot. You I'm gonna try it. Oh shit, Seraph getting a pet. <laughs> I don't want her as a pet. I don't. I don't see them as. Oh shit, Seraph getting a friend. Uh, <laughs> that's. I'm, I would agree. I'm, that's definitely. I, I haven't. I haven't heard of of any of my kind doing this before. So sure. I'm just going to try it. Yeah. I'm gonna try. Yeah. It we're we're gonna see how it goes. And see if it becomes. If I become its master, I get to. So you're. Spare the Dying skill is physically a, like, touch, to, it just does it, right? I touch it, yeah. So let's do this. Roll a um, medicine check under your skills tab. Do a uh, real dice that's not yours. Sure. 15. Not yours. No, I have to, I have to break uh, a map. If it's a d20, roll 15 or greater, and then we'll say that it does that. Nice. 19. Yeah. Whoa! Oh, yeah! You broke oh, yeah. it in. Hey, yeah. Yeah. it's no longer a 1 or a 20. <laughs> when you needed it, it came Okay, through. fine. So you can lay, use uh, Spare the Dying on him. Okay. And uh, he will come back from being unconscious as it hits to the ground here. Both of its left eye stalks are still gone, um, but it's been stabilized. It's no longer hovering, by the way. It's on the ground. Great spectator, I'm Harold. Yeah. Great yeah. Harold. <laughs> come on. Harold. Call him by his Christian name. That we had to do this to you. Unfortunately, it seems that your, your drive for your master is overridden how intellectually superior you are, and it's seemed to have poisoned your mind. Okay. How do you feel? So it opens up its two slash other two eyes, um, and actually like thanks you um, for doing what you must to save him, uh, even though you had to kill him and then resurrect him. It seemingly works. Uh, thanks you for this, and kind of like fades into the ground through what seems to be like an, uh, another worldly plane and disappears. We did it! 
Yes, that would take you out of combat with spectator. Um, we crack. Like it's literally crack to me. Like fighting that thing is like 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 punching a dog. It's like they're no, I got like, it. Like a really sentient dog. <laughs> I, so I, if we ended up having to kill it, I was going to compare it to a rabid I, dog. I that was walk, gonna be my argument. I want to walk over to Seraph. <laughs> mm-hmm. I drag my little token. I go up to him and I say, "You know, I tried, right?" I'm gonna look at him in the eyes and say. During our adventures, there's going to be things that we're going to have to do that we don't want to do, and I understand that. It's part of being a guard. And right. It's just the way it goes sometimes. But, you know, I, I knew that this meant something important to you. He's better now. And, and I understand that. And, and then I turn and I, I look at Scotty and I say, I think I'm finally understanding why you had to do what you had to do. Do you? I think so. Character growth. Thank you for understanding. I don't. I don't a hundred percent understand it, but I understand that there was something that drove you to do it. Mm-hmm. So, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. All Thank right. You. Very coolio, Julio. Now I'm going to go loot this top room up here. <laughs> Can I loot the room we're currently yeah, in? We're going to look all the, the table. Okay. So going in. The one major thing here in the room, obviously, besides the spectator, uh, was yeah, the, the green, green flame. flame in the middle. Um, sitting upon this pedestal. Um, you see this thing kind of like glowing and illuminating the middle of the room here. Uh, however, it doesn't seem to be as bright as it once was. Does anyone want to check it out? Yeah. I already ran to the top room, so I have no yeah. break okay, to it. We'll get, um, we'll get to the top room. I know. I'll check what? it out. It's intriguing. Yeah, we're all sort of staying around. Bright. Whoever wants to roll an Arcana check, go okay. for it. Um, nine. Okay. Okay. Seventeen. Well, there we go. Hey. All right. Hey, so. get in here. Apparently, we're all idiots. Um, okay. So with a, you said seventeen, right? Yeah. Seventeen. Um, you would know that uh, this flame specifically is what's been causing like the magical aura throughout the entire cave. However, it's pretty weakened in its prior like longevity here mm. so it doesn't seem to be nearly as bright and strong as it once was and even the ability to like make regular items or armor or weapons magical uh, wouldn't be nearly as great uh, doesn't mean it wouldn't be doable okay. um, and if you were to try and bathe any piece of armor or uh, weapon within the flame uh, it would become a magical item still just for a specific amount of time as opposed so to just indefinitely. Te- so it's a temporary because of how weak it is. Correct. Okay. Do we know if there's any way to stoke the flame? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Nope. Blow on it. Uh, I have... We don't know or there is no way? Uh, you... There is no way. Let's okay. just there is no way. I have a question. Yeah. So you said it's causing the magic throughout the caves. Yeah, like if you were to de- detect so magic or something. If we were to put it out, would that mean there are no more skeletons and zombies? <laughs> uh, no. I would okay. say, like, the... the. So, actually, I think Seraph brought up the question before, a while back when you were fighting skeletons, like, oh no, it was the zombies and the What's floating green skull. Yeah. yeah. Don't think of things necessarily being controlled. Like, think of them as a race. Like, if you saw a possum, mm-hmm. you don't think, like, a possum is mm-hmm. being controlled to be a possum. Similarly with zombies or skeletons. That. Yeah, there could be a little man dark operating a right. lever. Zombies and skeletons are it's undead. Something had to bring them back. Well, so, yeah. Right. But, but it doesn't mean that they once they've been brought to life, so to speak, they would just, like... They use a different on, kind yeah, of magic flame. I agree. Like, to get to where they were yes. had to normally be some sort of cause. It doesn't mean it's, like... Disconnectable. Now, for them, okay, is it so only it one may not weapon be dis- disconnectable, but if we put this out, would mm-hmm. that prevent anything we kill from potentially coming a zombie in the future? Um, I would also say it doesn't seem like that's what would be causing. Okay. <laughs> now, is it they can only choose one weapon to put in because the fire is so weak? You don't know that. Okay. Well, I'm going to be really upset because I went in that room and I have no right to have the magic Okay, so you're up in their room, right? So let's do that, too. Up in the room, uh, roll an investigation check for me. All right. Uh, That's a six. Sweet tits, guy. Um, Can I just re-roll? 
No. No. <laughs> you find you find one uh, piece of armor uh, sitting on what seems to be like a mannequin. Uh, you know, as if this body suit of armor has been, just been made and laid to rest. Um, and this is what it looks like. Uh, that looks to be heavy armor. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not. It ain't light, that's for sure. I ain't interested. I'm interested in this. That's something that I can't wear for sure. Yeah, I don't know if you want to hold on to that just yet or Uh, give it to somebody. I mean, I'll I'll take it, um, and I call out back there, Hey guys, there's some sweet shit in this room. So there's nothing else in this room, though? (laughs) The main room? Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Just the flame. Yep. So I'm going to go in the other room and do the place is like a Hey, look, look at this armor I found. Isn't it neat? I'm not interested. All right. Uh, not, not, not neat enough. Uh, no. Uh, druids won't wear stuff made of metal. Can you... Is Detect Magic a cantrip for you? 13. Nice. Uh, no, it's a level one spell. So as you go searching through this um, like northern small workspace of a room, it's kind of like another workshop, um... You find a mace, actually, uh, hidden underneath, like, uh, underneath kind of like a bookshelf. On the lowest portion, there's a box, and inside the box is this mace. Um, Seems to be uh, exquisitely made. Definitely not, like, worn or rusted or broken down or anything. Um, It's very shiny brass. Um, bright colors on like the hilt and everything. Can I do an arcana check on it just to see if it... Yep. I already know what it is. Oh, does he? Nat 20! (laughs) Um, Okay, so you would definitely know that this thing is magical in its nature. Uh, It's a plus one mace, meaning a plus one to your attacks and such. Uh, You also gain a plus one bonus to damage rolls. Um, Roll a history check. See if you know its previous nature. What 16. was that? Okay. Uh, and you would know this mace is named Lightbringer. Uh, the weapon glows bright as a torch when its wielder commands. Uh, while glowing, the mace actually deals an extra 1d6 radiant damage to undead creatures. I'm dropping my javelins and taking the mace. Okay. <laughs> You're not even going to go. I'm proficient in maces. Let me have my magical item. I'm, like, getting a bunch of screams in my head by Melandra right now. Because it's like, it, almost like this this mace was like a beacon that I was supposed to be going to. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of Can true. Can you give me a valid argument in character why I should give it to you? Well, let's roleplay this. Let's roleplay this. <laughs> yeah, Come seriously. On. It's out, well, she found it. She, to, she has to investigate first. This is, this is Dungeons & Dragons, not, not Trader Joe's. That was... That was the mace that was made for Lathander, the god of light. Does that mean a anything vain, to me? A jealous god who killed Helm's girlfriend. So I would think you would have had nothing to do with it then. Because isn't Helm your god, and if it killed his girlfriend, why would you want to use the weapon that... I don't want to use it. Then why... Do... I want to destroy it. Why? It gives me more damage. I dropped the suit of armor in your... In your in Thank your you. Piece. And I'm waiting to see who gets this. <laughs> I'm not letting him destroy it. Oh, great. It's the stick incident <laughs> all over again. You definitely shouldn't destroy it. It's pretty awesome. I'm not letting you destroy it. So if that's why you want it, it is mine. <laughs> yeah, I look over at Seraph. That's a pretty dumb argument. <laughs> yeah, you got look at You got to know all about the art of the deal. Oh okay. God. And I hand him a book. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what it's called. <laughs> you keep your jealous god weapon. And oh, see what I mean, luck it brings you. I hope they roll fat and stupid on it. It's not my god, so... Exactly. <laughs> okay, okay Lightbringer right. goes to you. <laughs> it's funny because now we both have weapons that were for each other, so... I have Hugh and you have Lightbringer, so... Wait, what's uh, Hugh? Hugh yeah. is a druid weapon. Yep. Wait, which, which one is that? The it's one the that axe. extra bonus to. Why don't you trade? Because he's gonna destroy it. Why don't you just use it? Why would I use the weapon of a jealous god? Despite Hel- the Hel- jealous god, Helm is the rightful, rightful greater deity of, of light. Yeah, just go call Helm on the, the fantasy cell phone. That so. works. <laughs> I would just, yeah. What's the cell phone? All right. Fantasy. <laughs> a fantasy 
magic rock. What are you doing, Scotty? Or is Seraph rolling? Seraph, you want to investigate the room to find some loot? <laughs> that maybe I could trade? Got this sweet armor. You didn't do anything with the armor, by the way, besides hold on to it. Right, right. I can't wear it. You don't know. You don't know what it is. Okay, well, then I would like to inve investigate the armor or something. Uh, look well, at it. do it. All right. Do I investigate, or should I do, like, a history, or... Or an arcana. My arcana you look very confused suit. and look over to John and ask John how she knew what the fuck it was. Hey, how'd you know what that was? Uh, my vast knowledge. What do you think this is? <laughs> I will roll an arcana check on it for him. Thank you. Let's say a plus zero. 20. Okay, so similarly, obviously this piece of armor is very, very beautifully made, um, and it is magical as well. This is a plus one breastplate, uh, has a golden dragon motif worked into the design. There's nice, like, um, horns coming off the, the shoulder pieces as well as, like, the bracers, um, and it grants a plus one bonus to AC. Uh, the armor itself uh, that, uh, is medium armor off excuse me, medium armor, and provides more protection than any light armor would. Um, however, it is not um, heavy armor, but does impair movement. Um, but, hold on, hold on. Okay. My boots... Yes. Uh, boots are striding and springing. Yeah, the, the jumpy uh, ones. While you wear these boots, your walking speed becomes 30 feet, and your speed isn't reduced if you are encumbered or wearing heavy armor. Okay, so uh, this armor specifically being medium uh, will also add to your dex modifier on top of... In a good way? Add to your dex oh, add, modifier. add, yes, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I was like, no, I'm having a hard time with words today, but like, I'm, I believe add is the correct yes, choice. Yes, you're right. Um, the, yes, so it will add to your dex modifier up to um, a positive two. Uh, that's specifically determined by how well you can attune to it. Um, we haven't actually done item attunement yet, so certain items to get these bonuses effects, like your ring and stuff like that, require attunement. Um, you can only attune to a certain number of pieces of armor, I believe the number's two. So you're the only one wearing something right now, minus your ring, or with your ring, so you have one slot left. I don't think you're using Hugh, and you haven't you can you can switch it right yes it's, but like you can't right but you okay. can't have multiple of right these. eventually you would find a can lot of I these gears tune to it now yeah so it takes some time to do so so you okay. have to do it on like a short rest you could use it okay. it just will not grant you benefits okay. any benefits or, or okay it's still a piece of armor but you don't get like the plus one you don't get the dex modifier okay. bonus blah 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 what is the ac of that armor without the 14. Modifier? it's 14 yeah what is my current armor I know I'm kind of eating Probably up a lot of time. Probably not 14. 13. There you go. Yeah, okay, I'll put it on. Yeah, so you can equip that one and unequip the studded leather. Okay. Okay, I Thank hear this commotion you. and I go in the room. And I see this armor and I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, oh my father lords. Good, this you roll history. Okay. Hopefully you know the things about the dragons. I should definitely I really know. Should get history with advantage? <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like I should. It's, yeah, fine, just do it. Okay, so with an 18, you would know that this specific set of armor was created for a human hero of Neverwinter named Turgon. Uh, it's granted to wear these advantages on saving throws against breath weapons um, with creatures that use this from dragon types. So, Ooh. like you fought a dragon, or if she was to use like a breath attack weapon, it has resistance to it. Uh, you get advantage on the saving throw against it. It's I'm very save. happy that I have this armor. You should be honored. You and should I be start, honored. I start crying because of how beautiful it is. Oh, good. Okay. So there's this green flame. Should we all, uh, it seems like... It has, seems like it does things. I stick my mace like in it. it. I stick. Oh, just, all right, we're all sticking things stick. in it. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ, we're just all putting shit yeah. in there. Yeah, do all it. Right. Everyone put All your... together? Yeah. No, I just do it, because I just call it out first. All right, I then I put the crossbow in there. I, I put one piece of yeah, whistling ammo. Earth! Sweet. In my, in my uh, arrows. So when all of you put your... You all put a piece of armor, or, I mean, I'm sorry, a piece of weaponry in there, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, so Heath, you already have a plus one, right? I believe so. Okay, so 
yours is a, a plus two. And roll one d twelve for me. You We're just it. gonna go around the table here. You got it. D. Roll, roll physical. I'm roll physical. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Big small point. Uh, twelve. Beautiful. So for twelve hours, you get this uh, extra plus one bonus on top of your uh, already magical item. All right. Um, next. Uh, one of one of my sling bullets. You put a sling bullet in there? Yeah. Okay. I'm hoping for a really Why awesome moment. All later. your sling bullets in it. Wait, wait, wait. But like, if you shoot it. Yeah, that's okay. I want one really awesome moment with like, this okay. one sling bullet. Fair enough. Okay, so roll a d12 and let's see how long this would la- like. If you don't use it, if it could go away. Yeah. Three. Three hours. Okay, so three hours. You have one plus one sling bullet. It would be plus six. Okay. Yeah. Um, you. What are you putting in there? Your crossbow. My crossbow and the arrows. Yeah. Okay. Let's see how long this lasts for you. Okay. There's no good place to do this. Seven. Seven hours. Good number. Your crossbow gets a plus one on top of it. So it's uh, originally, so it would be plus five over four and then three instead of two. Okay, cool. So seven hours. And Seraph? Twelve. Twelve hours, nice. Good, pretty good rolls there. Mm -hmm. Um, So for 12 hours, you get a plus one on top of, I think you're already plus one mace. So similar to Keith. Plus five mace. That's why you smash them people. Yes. Plus five is your like your base number. There's a if you used any mace, it'd be like a plus four. Gotcha. So you're at six. Gotcha. Um, as you guys all put your weaponry slash sling bullet in there, um, <laughs> the flame kind of like emanates on all of the pieces of armor. Uh, excuse me, weaponry, and then goes out. Okay, I gotta take it back. Yep. And I look at guys and I'm like, I think it's time we go smash some ghouls. The flame's gone. The okay. I'm going to go back down to this, this other back room down here. And That's a good idea. Okay. Go look through that chest. Okay, so as um, you enter into the room here again, um, you find the uh, the chest in which Mormisk had pointed out previously. Um, seems to be in the lower room like you've gone into. Under, or roll, it a, roll an investigation check for me. Perfect. Okay, it's like right on top of his bed. Um, So you find this thing just sitting there, um, and it seems to be in a similar box like the one that you had found earlier. uh, The lockbox? Yeah, that Heath tried to open. Move out of the way, guys. I got this. I'm going to go in the room. Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to try to unlock the box. Okay. So just do... Just a, de- a plain old dex roll. Mm-hmm. That's 17. Okay, so um, as you kind of fiddle with this box uh, to try and unlock it, uh, you do. And um, it creaks open, and inside you see uh, heaps of money, as well as a wooden pipe and um, three diamonds. So in total, there's 1,100 copper pieces. 160 silver pieces. Can you write this down? She's writing it. Yeah, John's got it. Uh, 50 EP, and the three diamonds, each 100 gold pieces. Uh, The wooden pipe itself also has seemingly like platinum uh, melded into it. Is it a musical instrument? No, it's like a smoking pipe. It's a vacuum pipe. Are you taking everything? Yeah. I'll take the diamonds and I put them in my little pouch. I mean, we're taking all the money. Can I take the pipe? You can have the pipe. Okay. I'm pretty sure I know what's going to happen, though. I think that's I think that's Mr. Mr. Ghoul's pipe. Yeah. As you open the chest in his room and take all of the money as well as the pipe, uh, Mormisk comes screaming out through the wall um, right near you, Scotty. Here. Yeah. Um, and as he um, like comes through the wall, like phases through you. So he's like a ghost, right? Mm-hmm. So he phases through the wall, phases through you, um, like yelling, like, don't take my pipe. <laughs> Jesus, sorry, I didn't know it was yours. And as he passes through you, um, it's as if like your body gets pushed back as he phases through you and your body like crumbles down, um, like to your knees on the floor. And you feel this like extremely sickening necrotic 
like poison going through your entire body, uh, and it's going to hit you for 15 damage. Oh my gosh. And I just cry out, like, like why didn't pipe. you just tell me to give it back? He did earlier. Fuck, I didn't know it was... Okay, whatever. I wasn't he listening. did earlier say that he would give you anything but his pipe. Oh, I... Oops. So... He said item. He did say no, item. No, he said pipe. I oh, he did? I did not hear that. Yeah. Okay, so I, I have a theory. I could be completely wrong, but if he's that attuned to his pipe, mm-hmm. what happens if you break the pipe? Well, so right now... Oh, so um, now it, we're breaking magical items. It I see how it goes. <laughs> this one's quite damage-inflicting. Um, and Mormus, by the way, like disappears through to the main chamber room, uh, that wall that's separating you guys. Uh, you hit the ground to your knees, and the pipe falls on the floor. Mm-hmm. Guys, I don't feel so good. I'm, I'm going to say... Yeah, Scotty took a shit ton of damage. Yeah. Let's leave that pipe. Um, I'm fine I'm with I'm kind of fucking pissed. Actually. Well, yes, but where is this guy? You know, especially if you know. And the thing is, out of character. Yeah. We take a rest. Oh, we're gonna burn through eight of the hours. So her her rocks will be nothing. And I, then yeah. we'll have a. You, your, it's your, okay. Your thing will be nothing. I, I run over to Scotty and give her the nine gooseberries I have left. <laughs> All the nine gooseberries. I think yeah, you can only eat one. So there's no max that you can eat? It's probably Uh, like in combat. A creature can use its action Mm -hmm. to eat one berry. Eating a berry restores one hit point, and the berry provides enough nourishment to sustain a creature for a day. So I guess you'd be good for nine days. Holy shit. Um, They lose their potency after 24 hours. You better eat them. Oh. Yeah, so they aren't eaten within 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. She's like, I don't feel feel so good, Mr. Stark. (laughs) Um, so if you wanted to eat them, I would give you the nine health back. You're going to feel like really fucking sluggish. Uh, and basically, so you're not feeling like you're poisoned anymore, but yeah, you don't want to move. You feel like you're going to explode from like overeating. What if she throws it up after she gets healed? I don't know, but you're going to, we're going to have to think of some sort of disadvantage in combat. God. Okay, yeah. I'll um, eat the nine gooseberries. Thank you. You're welcome. I feel <laughs> very nourished and okay. awful at the same time. So you still have 12 damage points. Yep. Um, That's great. Does anyone else want to look in this room? Um, I'll do an investigation. I'd rather look after we deal with Mormus. He's gone. He's just on the other side of the wall. Well, I'm going to do a quick investigation roll. Of the, or should I do perception? No, I should do investigation. Investigation, <laughs> investigation please. Oh, uh, that's an eight. Total? Uh, yeah. You don't know anything. You, I mean, you, you can't find anything else. I mean, Sarah rolled a two and saw the chest on the bed. I got True, 17. The chest was meant to be found. Uh, what? 17. 17, very good. Um, so with a 17, you notice that there is, um, like, specific tomes, um, on the shelves, this one shelf uh, of books in his room, and that on one of the books specifically, there's like a map sewn into the cover. You do not know what the map is or where it's leading. Can I do any sort of history check or anything? Sure. Okay. Seven. You don't know what this may be, but I would definitely hold on to it. Okay. I mean, I'm going to assume cool. the map intrigues me enough that I still... For sure. She uh, <laughs> collects the map. Sewn, sewn into a book's cover. That's mm. strange. Never seen that before. Um, I want to peek my head out of the door here. Okay. And then yell to Mormisk, Hey, we don't want your pipe. Uh, do you want to just leave it there? Do you want me to bring it to you? What, 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 what do you want? <laughs> um... You're peeking out the door? I mean, yeah, just just, just enough to make sure my voice carries. So, uh, he's going to fly through, like, the front, like, kind of right in front of your face and say, leave now, leave the pipe where it is. All right, cool. See ya. And I just I just start walking for the door. Oh, man. Just leaving that pipe. Guys, it's not worth it. Is everyone else it. coming with you? Not worth it. Going on the other side of this door now. He flies in front of your face, and there's a wall to your right, and he hits the wall and like disappears through the wall. Oh, I'm out. 
All right, I'm like gonna just hobble to the door and pissed and full. And well, I guess we're leaving. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to step on that pipe, go for it. Heath is out of there. You know. Heath saw her get messed up, and he's just done. All right, don't touch the sacred pipes. Okay, that's fine. The sacred pipes of Almighty Sacred. All right. All right. So okay. So you see um, a couple like passageways to the north where the primary room was with the spectator um, that you still have not investigated. Let's go. Okay. Let's go north. Bloop, 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 bloop. So there's the tunnel to your left, and there is uh, the passageway to the north. Let's just peek down this little tunnel, I say. Seems like. I agree. To the left? Yep. Yeah. Okay, I mean, I really it just leads back down. to the leads furnace room. Yep. Yeah. yep. That's what I thought. Cool. So north so it is. So let's go north. All right. So as you head to the north Ooh. here, who's leading the charge? Do you want to go to the typical Seraph <laughs> marching order? Should Heath go in front? Someone. I don't know what answer. the Lightbringer uh, breathed the path for us here. I can't yet because I haven't attuned to it. True. I mean, she's still holding it, but yes, to your point of light, new. No. Kali's gonna mm-hmm. walk next oh, to cool. Seraph. I'll go behind Seraph. Okay. Seraph's going first? With Kali, yeah. Okay. Kali's gonna go merch. Seraph, read away. A narrow ledge overlooks a large cavern that houses a surging, seething body of water. The rhythmic booming heard throughout the mines is louder here. At regular intervals, a fresh surge of water funnels into this chamber and slams against the wall just below the ledge. The echo suggests this cave might be one arm of a much larger cavern. cavern to the northeast. Wow. And as you guys enter into the room here, like Seraph reads, another thunderous crash of the wave hitting the wall, um, something from the water in, uh, booms a loud thunderous bang uh, throughout the entire cave. Okay. Well, there's a, there's the a ridge here, and I think we should go pass by. Is the water surging over the ridge there? It's clashing up to it, you know, like it hits the wall and then like the water shoots up. There's a spray, but nothing's like Correct. coming over. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah there's so like a 15 foot drop from the where you guys are standing down to oh. where the water's base is leveled. I have a proposition for everyone. Okay. Sure. I'm the sneaky boy. I'm the sneaky boy. I will sneak over here and just see what's ahead, scout ahead. Where's over here? Some, some traps. Uh, how do I make symbols on the map? You can put a... I'll just put heat there. I'll just go over here. I'll go ahead. Let's just where it leads into the furnace room. Well, do we know that? I'm 99% sure, but you can check it out. I want to just sneak over there. It does. Okay. (laughs) This is the water canal that would have powered the water wheel. Okay, now I'm going to continue to sneak up this little ridge here. Mm -hmm. And I want to go check out over here. Okay. Oh. Okay. And as you move to the north more, you see another uh, smaller pathway. Okay. Uh, Pretty dimly lit here, if lit at all. So if you have dark vision... um, I do. Okay. You can see if you do not have dark vision, we need... You need the source Does of Kali have dark vision? Yeah, she does. So. You want to just like... Yeah, can Ooh, I just put like my hand on her Kali Asha to okay, guide so me? You're the only one that doesn't have dark vision. Yeah, but Kali Asha's guiding okay. me. So. so I'm going to go move forward sneakily <laughs> over here, quietly, uh-huh. Mr. Stealth Boy. So then I'm going to go and sneak over here. Now that everything is blue for some reason. It's dark. Oh. Um, go over here. Okay. So... Read that one for me. All right. Uh, this passage is barely four feet high and is obstructed by rounded boulders and pebbles. It might have been a stream bed, though no water flows here now. Uh, so as you kind of enter in here, you see like another offshoot of the stream uh, coming in and feeding into this room here um, and another passageway to the south as well as a few more in front of you. So we, that, that's, so we have to go down. And then how, how, how far, oh, how, how deep is the drop? How steep is the drop? Like to the floor bed? Yeah. Um, 
it looks like it's only 10 feet down from this one ledge to the lower like basin. And how high is it on the other side? Same. same. Okay. And so it's evenly distributed. How far, hold on, how far across is that? That's probably like 20 feet. Okay. With my boots. With your boots. With yeah. my boots, boots. I can jump mm-hmm. as far as I can walk. Okay. So I, so whatever your movement speed is, you can jump. 30. Sweet. So I jump over the, the ridge. Right, no problem. Check on my boots. All right. I'm over the ridge now. Okay. So... See? What do yeah. I see? Uh, you no, notice a couple of these... No, he said see ya, because you left us. I'm scouting ahead so that if something bad happens, I'm the only idiot that's affected. What if somebody kills you one. and we can't help you? A wide rift fills the eastern half of this cavern. A stream pours out of the west wall, then tunnels down into the rift and flows out again to the north. Several ropes are secured to iron stakes along the western ridge, uh, western edge of the rift leading down to the floor chasm. Yep. Um, so you see like these two like passageways, right? Um, and you notice this rift in the middle that you just jumped over. Um, and farther down on the southern portion over where the stream is, like across the stream from you, are three bugbears making what seems to be like a camp. But they don't see me because I'm being stealthy. Right? We'll see. Uh, <laughs> I think that we could find out actually next time. On Podquesters! Bye! Bye.